Well, ladies and gentlemen, now that the disastrous debacle known as Halloween Resurrection is over, thank God. Um, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, my God. Michael, <laughs> rot in hell. Michael, Michael, you don't even understand, Michael. It's so bad, Michael. I wasn't even in the movie, Michael. <laughs> How could you call it Halloween if I'm not even in it? It's my movie, Michael. I was dead. They don't even make reference to me, at least in H2O, they make reference, Michael. Dead, Michael, dead. <laughs> but I'm back now. <laughs> and he is. Loomis is back. We are watching the Rob Zombie Halloween Part 1. Uh, I guess you could call it, yeah, remake, reimagining, whatever, reshoot, kind yeah. of. Um, but yes, it's, it's uh, Rob Zombie's H1. And Sam is back. Uh, not Donald Pleasance, but no. But at least Sam's back. Yeah. So uh, a little, I don't know, I guess like a little introduction to this. I know that a lot of people shit on the Rob Zombie movies, um, like all of his movies, because they're all white trash. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to argue that, that they're all white trash. Mm-hmm. But I... I thoroughly enjoy this. I like the House of a Thousand Corpses uh, trilogy. Um, I like both the Halloweens. I think he did a really good job with, I guess you could say, remaking part one or reshooting part one. Uh, I really like his his take on it. Um, and I really, really, really enjoy his H2. Um, I love that it was something totally different. And What I think is incredible is I think, which maybe I'm fucking retarded and everyone's going to hate me for saying this and no one will listen to our podcast, not like they do anyway. (laughs) But I think Rob Zombie effectively made a different Halloween movie with his H2. He did what H, which he did what Halloween 3 and what the original people wanted to do with resurrection, how they wanted to make a Halloween movie, but not really about Michael Myers. I think zombie effectively did that with H2. It is Michael Myers and it has Michael Myers, but I feel that it's so far removed from a typical Halloween movie Mm -hmm. that he, he was able to, to make a non- typical Halloween movie, yet still have Michael Myers in it. Mm-hmm. So No, I'm the- I'm the opposite. I don't like these. <laughs> it's, and I'm, you I'm don't not, like anything. I'm by... not one of those people who says, well, it's it doesn't live up to the original, so it's no good. I, I'm not like that. I know it's not the original. None of them are the original. Only the first one is the actual original. In case anybody out there doesn't realize that there is only one original, and that's the 78. If you thought that the fifth one was the original movie, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is actually the fifth. <laughs> but, but no, I, I don't like it for other reasons. <laughs> you don't like it for the white trashiness. Well, I mean, that's, that's part of it. But I was going to say, don't argue it, because you fucking told me that. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's why I don't like 
most of his movies. But, and that's uh, why I said most of his movies are just about people that are white trash. Yeah, but th- there's other things about it that I don't like, and none of it's related to Halloween. Like, you know, I don't say it's because of the he didn't do Michael Myers right and all that. It's just the, the movie itself has things about it that I don't like, even if it were a completely individual movie not based on anything else. Right, if it was just a standalone slasher movie. Right, things that I would still dislike about it. Can you just name a couple? I'm just curious. Um, I don't like that the killer is a giant. Okay. I I don't like when... um, uh, Kind of same thing with See No Evil. Right. I, I don't like when the killer... Has you like when be, the killer is an average guy. I, I like that better. Yeah, just yeah. like a regular person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, I like that better. I feel like when you when you make somebody a giant, it's kind of like you're trying to compensate for a lack of fear. Otherwise, okay. okay. Now, see, I I kind of like I like to look at it in the sense that when you have someone that is. A giant, larger than life, whatever. Uh, I don't know. T- how, how tall is Tyler Maine? He's like 6'7", six, 6'10"? Six, 6'8". Six, eight. Six, eight. Okay. Um, I, was, I was pretty pretty damn close. Yeah, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. So I feel that when you have a killer uh, like that, that size, it it makes it more believable to an extent that they're unstoppable, that they have this this massive strength to, to do what they do. Um, you know, uh, I mean, you look at wrestlers and, it, you know, if, if I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin manhandling somebody the way that, I don't know, the big show or the Undertaker manhandles somebody, I feel that it's, I'm really having to suspend belief that like, really? He can do that or he can take that kind of punishment or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, as where you see somebody that's, that's a massive size individual and they're manhandling somebody like, wow, they are just an absolute monster in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's my look on it. And with that being said, that's why I, not why I like more, but I enjoy Kane Hodder because Kane Hodder is a physically imposing individual. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people out there like Ted White, a lot of people out there like Richard Brooker, so on and so forth. Um, I mean, all of those guys are bigger guys. Right, but But nobody They're not enormous. Well, I mean, Kane and and Ken Kersinger are definitely large individuals. I think Mm -hmm. Kane Hodder is my size, Mm -hmm. which, I mean... I'm not a fucking giant, ladies and gentlemen. I'm 6'2", 300 pounds. Like, I'm a physically intimidating individual. So is Kane Hodder. I've met him. And Ken mm-hmm. Kersinger is like 6'6", six, six, I think. Mm-hmm. He's, he's bigger than, you know, he's bigger than uh, Kane is. Mm-hmm. But, um, but go ahead, continue what you were saying. Yeah, just... You don't I, like I don't when the that... killer's a giant. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I don't know. I I don't find fear in bigger people. 
Maybe that's because we've been best friends since we were kids. Yeah, I'm used to so, it. <laughs> so you've always piled around with someone that just intimidates the fuck out of everybody else. But like, like you look at the Undertaker, right? You know, six ten, or Kane, seven feet. I don't know. They're to me, they are physically intimidating. They are physically intimidating, but I've never looked at them and thought, "Wow, they're scary." You oh, know, I always thought they were just neat. Yeah. Yeah, I could say that. I, I could agree with that. Uh, I mean, but, you can. Uh, but I mean, we're also we're also those kind of people. I, I could see where a lot of people would look at somebody like the Undertaker and be like, "Wow, that's a scary individual. What a hole! What a hole!" <laughs> um, but but I get what you're saying that that you feel that it you're trying to make up for something, and and to me, I, I feel that it it adds it adds to the intimidation of it. Like, holy crap. Like you look at somebody that, boy, I could say this. If, if somebody your size was after me, I would be a lot less intimidated if somebody the size of Tyler Maine was after me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that I'm a big person. So then when I see somebody bigger than me, I'm like, son of a bitch, that is a big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But if you're in average or below average, I'm not saying you're below average height. You're average height for for a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're average build for for a full grown man. Um, maybe it's the fact that they're maybe you see that more often that there are people that are built larger, mm-hmm. so it becomes very commonplace. Uh, it's also the way it's presented too, like. If you look at the original Halloween, Michael Myers is scary. Yes. But he's not yeah. a big guy. He's just an average-sized man. Yeah. It's in the presentation. I That's mean, you true. can you can take anything and make it scary, scary just in the way you present it. Yep, very true. Like you you look at Jaws and the the shark is scary. Yeah. And you don't even see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all in the it's the storytelling. Yeah. And I guess in, in with that being said, um Rob Zombie more or less made a he made a Michael Myers movie as well. Mhm. Oh you yeah. Know, you, you, you see the boogeyman throughout the whole fucking movie. Yep. So there's which obviously John Carpenter's was, you know, what I think Michael Myers runtime was like 15 minutes or something. Yeah, maybe. Like his, not his run time, so like his, his on-screen screen time. time. Yeah, it was yeah. like 15 minutes. It was so so minuscule, but it, it felt like he was there all the time, just like Freddy Krueger in, uh, in the original Nightmare. Mm-hmm. So, but um, now, now are you dreading watching these movies the way that we oh, have no. dreaded some of the other, like Part 6 and Resurrection? No, of course not. Okay, okay. <laughs> So it's it's definitely a watchable movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching on Amazon Prime. Uh, so wherever you're watching, I don't give a fuck. We're watching on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and uh, we're going to hit play now. Dimension Films. Dimension so and there's busy. there's other things too, but I'll I'll bring them up along the way. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna pull up uh pull up our little trivia stuff. 
The darkest souls are not those which choose to exist within the hell of the abyss, but those which choose to break free from the abyss and move silently among us. I love how it's a quote from a fictional doctor. (laughs) (laughs) So who really wrote it? Is that a quote from Rob Zombie? Like, did Rob Zombie write that? (laughs) Um... I love I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it starts off. It's got fucking Kiss playing. That's great. Yeah. All right. So movie opens up with Mikey playing with a a rat, right? Mm-hmm. No, oh, not full screen. Sorry, Mike. Oh, that's all right. Get rid of all of this there. So this is something that I didn't like. Uh, you know, you, you get the scene with uh, Sherry Moon Zombie and William Forsythe. Mm-hmm. And that baby looks like my son, or my son, my friend's son. <laughs> you have a son? <laughs> I, I stole him. Oh, okay. Uh, my, uh, my buddy Preston. <laughs> Every time I see that kid, I'm like, God, that looks like Silas, which is his son. So I, I don't like the I, I really don't like the whole white trash thing in here. Um, it's definitely not one of the reasons that I like this movie. Yeah, yeah. I I don't like the all this back and forth. And I mean, I, I get it. You know, for obvious reasons, uh, it's meant to explain why Michael is the way he is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I like the fact in the original that, you know, you don't really know why Michael's all fucked up. He's just fucked up. Uh, and that's one of the things I probably the, maybe the only thing related to the actual comparison with the original that I don't like is that when you, when you take Michael and you make him from a dysfunctional home right? and you make him a little kid who tortures animals, you're just throwing him in the same basket with Ted Bundy and Gary Ridgway and yeah. all the guys who came from dysfunctional homes who tortured small animals and became serial killers. Correct. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's cliche. Like your, it's your very typical... I mean, I don't want to say typical serial killer, but it's that Jeffrey Dahmer, like you said, Ted Bundy kind of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the a lot of this was to try and turn Michael into a Jason type of character. Right. Like this. Yeah, a, a, uh, like, sympathy for the devil kind of thing. Right, a sympathetic character. You feel bad for him. But <laughs> the problem is, I absolutely hate this little kid. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. I don't feel bad for him. If I were there, I'd slap him. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it would have worked better with a quiet, innocent-looking little kid. Yeah, I I don't like the kid that they got to play Michael either. I just don't, I mean, I don't understand the the dynamic. Like, I understand it's stepdad or whatever, mom's boyfriend. Yeah. 
but like I don't know. I just like why is that? Are there real families like that? I mean, that's, I, that's what I wonder too. <laughs> but like, I didn't grow up like that. I mean, I didn't grow up in a great household. My, I grew up with what I thought was normal. My dad was an alcoholic, and my parents argued with each other a lot. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, your daughter's got a sexy dumper. Like, I, really? I mean. I know I've talked to you about that before, how a lot of the dialogue in Rob Zombie movies bothers me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wonder, like, has Rob Zombie ever been in the real world? Like, <laughs> has he ever heard real people speak to each other? <laughs> See, I, this this seems genuine, though. This This totally sounds like a middle school, high school kind of argument. Yeah. Like you're picking on the kid and like, hey, you know, like your mom will rub her tits on my face and it's like, fuck you. And it's like, fuck you, say faggot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah seems, typical seems bullies. Very, yeah, yep, typical boys. Typical dirty bullies. Students. <laughs> typical dirty students. The only time I've, this is the only time I've ever seen a principal outside of a fucking office. Yeah. Also, the principal looks like he's wearing a latex mask. Doesn't he? His skin looks very fake. Yes. It's like they got like a 30-year-old actor, and they're like, we have to make him look old. So obviously, Michael is a, a bad student. We've learned that he's constantly in trouble because mom constantly has to come down. Yep. And there's Dr. Loomis. That's right. <laughs> Looking like a badass. Oh, yeah. Not wearing his fucking tan trench coat, this son of a bitch. Yeah. And I, I like, I don't know, I, I kind of like this scene here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, oh yeah, big deal. <laughs> yeah, that would be, I don't know. I don't know, my mom kind of shrugged off a lot of stuff though, about me. Like, <clears throat> she's got like drawings and stuff from when I was a kid. And yeah. like, there's like blood everywhere and people's heads cut off. And I'm like... I didn't think there was anything wrong with this. She's like, ah. She was like, why? She was like, you were just doodling. I was like, I don't know. For like seven years old to be drawing people disemboweled is kind of weird. Oh, well, I did it too. I understand that, but we're not exactly normal motherfuckers. <laughs> I also work with a company and run around the woods chasing people dressed up like serial killers. So uh, I, look, I look back at a lot of the stuff. From when I was a kid, like, you know, schoolwork and stuff. And I wonder, mm-hmm. like, how how did I get away with this? Like, in, in one class, 
we had to write short stories and I wrote a short, short story about everybody in the class being killed. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... And the teacher read it to the class. Yeah. But back then nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just swept warning signs under the rug. So I guess, I mean, it's pretty understandable. This was back in the fucking, you know, seventies. Mm-hmm. So it's really not unbelievable that you were like, so what? He found a dead cat. What's a big deal? So he's a boy. He's into like weird stuff. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> when it's like, well, I don't know. I like the bully. He's like a, he's a pretty genuine bully too. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that. Like, I don't know. He just seems like a believable bully. God, I just can't stand Michael Myers. I, that kid, I just I don't like him. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't feel sympathy for him. He's just like a shit. Yeah. I was, uh, I was reading about the Green River Killer the other day. Okay. And uh, when was, he was uh, a Gary child. Gary Ridgway, right? Gary Ridgway, yep. When he was a child, he, uh, or in high school, he went, had a confrontation with another kid in the woods and, okay. you know, nearly killed him. And it reminded really? me of this scene. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if this is where he got the inspiration from that for. Maybe. And I, and I like this scene. Like, I, there's not a lot that I don't like about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love how, like, you know, it's one of those things that it's it's the, the school shooting kind of deal. Like, Kid gets picked on so much, and then all of a sudden he comes into school and blows away like 15 people with a handgun. So this time he uses a stick. Yes. But I think it's great. Like, you know, he just does it, and there's no mercy, and this fucking kid now starts crying and begging for him to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you're real tough. All Michael wants is pictures of his mom's tits. <laughs> That's what he's does like, it for him. He's like, yeah, give me those titties. <laughs> oh, is that just me or is that scene slowed down? Uh, I never pull- thought it was slowed down. I think it is. Oh, I boy. think that whole up close of Michael, I think it's slowed down. Maybe it is. Borrowing some stuff from Resurrection. I was going to say Rob Zombie taking a page out of the Resurrection book. (laughs) Got to extend that (laughs) runtime. Yeah. (laughs) So, now he just murdered the kid in the woods, the bully. Um, I just want to read this little thing here. It says, uh, the inclusion of the plot line about Michael Myers' early days at the mental asylum under the care of Sam Loomis is a nod to the plot line added in John Carpenter for the television viewing of the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. As told by Carpenter, when the original film was first sold to TV, they demanded added scenes to replace the edited portions of the murder scenes. So Carpenter recalled, recalled Donald Pleasance, the original Sam Loomis, to film scenes of him at the hospital taking care of Michael. Yeah. Which is interesting. I... I don't ever remember seeing those. Yeah, you got to look them up. The, they're not on any of the DVD versions or anything. That's that's weird. I'm surprised that they never just included them as a you know an extended version or something. Yeah. 
What are they watching there? The thing, right? Uh, I didn't see what they were watching. I think it's the thing. Man on fire crashes through the window. Yeah, it could be. Not in a negative sense, but William Forsythe in this movie, for some odd reason, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, brother, but I'm, I'm going to say it. He, he reminds me of my friend Angelo. <laughs> yeah. And not that Angelo is a bad guy or an alcoholic or any, just, I don't know what it is. I see him, I'm like, oh man, it, it makes me think of Ange. <laughs> hmm. Which he might not hate it because he likes this movie. He has the, uh, he has the, ma- he actually has the adult version of the clown costume that uh, Mikey wears for um, oh. his, uh They said his arm was really in a cast during filming. Really? Yeah. Like, he actually broke his arm? Yeah. Interesting. So, Michael wants to go trick-or-treating now. It's Halloween, so Mommy's going to go out and strip, go make some money. Yeah. And and his sister's going to take him trick-or-treating. Now, that guy there with the long hair reminds me of a guy I was in a band with. <laughs> uh, his name's Adam. He looks like Cliff Burton. He kind of does. Again, with the fucking, the, uh, what's it called? The, the soundtrack. I really like it. Yeah. Mikey's sitting there depressed. Nobody's... Nobody took him trick-or-treating, had to go by himself. And you've got Love Hurts playing, and then his mom's stripping, and the same song is playing. And I don't know. I I think it's – I think the music fits the scenes really well here. Yeah. Just a very sad scene. It takes a lot of pain. A lot of the film was shot in Pasadena, California, same area where the original was filmed. Yeah, there are scenes that are in the some of the same spots where the original was. Yeah, it says like right here. Like you can see Lori's house at one point. Yeah, when Lori notices Michael watching her in the original and, and the girls at the library, Michael is actually standing in front of Lori's house. For, or sorry, when in this one, when Lori notices Michael watching her, they're standing in front of Lori's house from the original. Also, Lori's house is located on the same street that Jamie Lee Curtis, Nancy Kyes, and PJ Souls walk down in the original film when Michael Myers drives past him in the station wagon. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I think how he just happens to already have an altered mask. Well, I mean, I, I don't, it's not supposed to be known as an altered mask. No, but you, you wouldn't have been able to get a mask like that. Well, correct. Correct. But it's, it's supposed to be like, oh, just a Halloween mask. Mm-hmm. It's not like Michael Myers got, a William Shatner mask and took the 
you know, like the stitching off or the sideburns off and painted it himself. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Except, well, yeah, maybe he did. Just not in part four. No, not when he part steals four, it right off the shelf. Get it right <laughs> off the shelf. I will say this, and man, I'd be pissed if you didn't fucking agree with me. The Rob Zombie Halloween mask is the best mask since the 78 one. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Like, they got it. They got it pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Well, are you including the 2018 one as well? Um, because I do like the 2018 one. How it's just I, like a, a shit version of the original. I I like it, but I'll say I I'm not including it because it is a um, a very different mask. Mm-hmm. It's made to look a lot older. Yeah, where obviously every mask prior to that was made to look. Like, oh, it's got to look like the the Michael Myers mask, the 78. Mm -hmm. And nobody was able to get it. And then Rob Zombie came along and was like, okay, here. Yeah. I mean, not him, but... Whoever made it. Yes. Yeah, it looks really, really good without being the same. Mm Mm-hmm. So So this guy has passed out so much that he didn't realize any of this was happening. Dude. I, you're not a drinker. I, man, I have been drunk beyond. That's what happens. Like, you you just, you black out. But he wakes That's, up immediately when his throat is cut. Well, I mean, uh, that could be very, very, I've never had my throat slit while I was drinking. So. <laughs> Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> Next time you come up, I'll get blackout drunk and you kill me. I'll tape you to the chair and kill you and we'll see what happens. But I, I'm willing to bet that if I was blackout drunk, I probably wouldn't know somebody was duct taping me. But I would probably know when that kind of pain occurs. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I'm now suffocating. Because I'm fucking drowning in blood. That's it silently dies I like how the the uh, the subtitle said no audible dialogue (laughs) so the boyfriend goes downstairs they finished having sex Mikey's just pissed because you know he didn't get any goddamn Halloween candy. Yeah. <laughs> his sister's a slut. His mom's a slut. His stepfather's a fucking drunk douchebag. Adam Manchester is banging his girl for his sister. <laughs> that was the guitarist I was in a band with. Mm. So if you're watching this, Adam, or listening to this, there you go. You're about to get your fucking bell rung with a baseball bat. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
I think the other thing that uh, that has, um, I don't know, like we were talking about storytelling and you don't have to be violent to be creepy and scary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think in this day and age, you you almost need to be. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know too many. I don't know too many uh, current now. Mikey just goes to town on him with this bat, just beating the ever loving fuck out of him. But I don't know too many current horror movies that that have that whole uh, Halloween vibe, where you don't need a lot of blood and you don't have to see the killer. I just think that movies have just changed over time and that older style doesn't work anymore because of desensitization. Mm-hmm. Now I was, I told you about the movie, the invitation that I watched on Netflix. Yes. And anybody who hasn't seen it should watch it. It's really good. I feel but like I've seen that. That was one of those movies where the buildup was so good and here we have Michael. He's about to kill his sister. But uh, that was what made Halloween so good was the buildup to it. it. It wasn't brutal right from the start. No. You no. know, it wasn't, it wasn't Michael killing brutal. people right from the start. It was, it was a slow buildup. Get a story. And the, the best horror movies for me are the ones that do that. They have a right. slow buildup to the big point of the movie like the exorcist yes the exorcist starts with just some scratches on the ceiling yeah but the bed shakes a little bit but it builds up same thing with the shining correct but but once again you're naming movies from the 70s now that's why i was talking about this movie the invitation right and it so now judith wakes up and michael's wearing the you could say Halloween, Matt, the white, the William Shatner mask. Mm-hmm. And she smacks him because he's not answering her. And he plunges the knife into her stomach. Yep. And you just see those soulless eyes, black, like a doll's eyes. That's Jaws. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. You were saying that's why you were talking about the invitation. The- it's it's one of those movies where it I was watching it and just the atmosphere and the music made it so creepy but nothing out of the ordinary was happening right and I started I, as it got further and further I started to think like is anything actually going to happen in this movie it's like huh. scary cuz it, it's just a movie about people having dinner at a dinner party but it like the way it's set like the the colors of the environment it's very dark and the music's very creepy but there's nothing there's nothing actually creepy happening in the movie but it's so unnerving but then eventually you know you find out something's wrong right but through the whole movie you're thinking like is there something wrong with me for like suspecting that somebody at this party is doing something bad Hmm. And then the one character who is suspecting people, you start to question, like, is he crazy? Like, is because it's just it's such a good buildup. Okay. 
I'll have to check it out. I feel yeah. like I've seen it. The name sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. So Michael just killed his sister, and now he's going over to uh, Boo, the baby. Yeah. But he takes the takes the mask off. Um, now a, a movie a movie talking about slow build, uh, something that is that that kind of gets you a little on edge. Um, get out. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a Jordan Peele movie. Um, it's new. Maybe. Um, it's uh, it's about a black guy with a white girlfriend goes to visit her parents, and apparently they're like almost, I guess, lack of a better term, harvesting or enslaving black men. Oh, okay. Um, but it's the way that it's done. It's it's very very unnerving. Mm-hmm. Which is it's really it's really well done. So if you if you ever get a chance, it's called Get Out, and you should. Yeah. Really yeah, and that's what I like in a, a scary movie. Yes. Like and I don't even creepy. mind if there's a, like, uh, yeah, that's it. With a scary movie, I, I'm not looking for blood and guts and violence. I oh, like, no, no. I like, I like creepy. Uh, I love the original Black Christmas for that reason. Mm-hmm. It's got a, I don't know, it, it kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how I know I'm watching a good horror movie is when it makes me, uh, you know, unnerved. Yeah. So this is a very Rob Zombie scene. You've got the, you've got the the news reporter. They even mention Manson-like murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got bodies being dragged out. It, it reminds me of Rob Zombie's re. Uh, uh, cover of Children of the Grave mm-hmm. by Black Sabbath, and there's a news report in the song. That's what he uses as the chorus. Yeah. Uh, very, very Devil's Reject feeling here. House of a Thousand Corpses, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. And Mikey sitting in the back seat. Of the cop car. Yep. <laughs> and he turns Slap and just looks kid. at the camera. Smith's Grove, 11 months later. So we get another news broadcast of Michael being transferred to the Smith's Grove Sanitarium. So now it's been almost a year since the murders. Yep. And now we have Dr. Loomis again. That's right. I fucking hate this kid. I know. Oh, man. (laughs) I really... That's that's definitely one of the downsides of this fucking film. Hi, I'm Michael Myers. I'm Michael Myers. You're just hoping Loomis is going to like punch like, him. Oh, God, just fucking break the glass of orange juice over his fucking Throw the hot coffee in his face. You shut up, Michael. Michael. I'll kill you, Michael. I'll kill you, you son of a bitch. It's still, it's still Donald Pleasant's. The nurses run in like, Sam, Sam, relax. Let me at him. Put him up. (sighs) 
The way that he talks sounds like he's seven. Yeah. There's nothing visually abnormal about him. About this angelic boy. I wouldn't his go that soft, far. supple skin and his full pouting lips <laughs> and his long, luxurious locks of hair. People like descriptive writing, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mom comes to visit him. He's dressed like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. God, he is. I know it's uh, because when the scene started, I was like, "The fuck is he wearing?" <laughs> I was like, "He looks like a junior deputy in a southern town." <laughs> He's a junior ex boy. Oh my god, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. <sighs> He's in everything. He's been in like every movie ever. He's probably got the longest fucking IMDb in the world. He probably does. I love it. He's great. He is. I like Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. I'll watch any movie that he's the fucking main character in. <laughs> no matter how bad it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which which I've never seen the Machete movies, which, which I really need to. I saw the first one. I okay. have the first one, and it's it's worth watching. It's Machete, and then the second one is Machete, machete Kills. Machete Kills. Right? Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. That yeah, character they're, they're came great, from Spy uh, Kids. Did you know that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they they're, call them Machete. They're very... Um, they're kind of like Commando. The okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. They're just super over-the-top action movies. Nice, like The Expendables. Yeah, yeah, like that. Dr. Loomis has to explain the properties of color to Michael Myers. So he's trying to get Michael to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So why Michael likes to wear masks. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I could do without the whole hospital stuff. Yeah, me too. I, it'd be neat to see some of it like, uh, you know, just, Loomis coming and looking in on him. Yeah, and like I'm okay with a six months later, four years later, 20 years later, you know. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, or like just just certain scenes when it's it's important. Like, you know, like a scene where it's like his mother's like, yeah, I'm not going to – I'm not coming anymore or – Michael, your mother died today. You know, like, yeah. oh, you know. And he just has no reaction. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. We, we're both really big fans of the Friday remake. Oh, yes. Do you think 
if they had made the Friday remake as just a straight remake of the original Friday the 13th, it would have yep. been as good? Um, oh. <sighs> because something, uh, something I was thinking about earlier... Mm-hmm. When I was I was I'll doing say this, some before, research I on want, this, I don't want you to I don't want you to like sway my decision. Yeah, I don't think it would be as good, but it's hard to judge because the Friday remake really isn't a part one; it's a part two through four. And that's that's what I was getting at. And you only get part one in the the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it would have been as good but it would have depended on how they went about it because it's impossible to get that reveal of holy shit it's this old woman and that's her son Mm -hmm. because obviously it already happened 30 years ago right excuse me 40 years now so god continue what you were saying Sorry because that we're just talking over all this, folks. It's literally just scenes of Loomis and Michael in the sanitarium. And it's to show Michael's slow decline into madness. Um, you know, that, that Michael is starting to shut down as an individual. And just, I don't know, it's just the same scenes on repeat, basically. Yeah. So go ahead, Mike. Uh, what was I saying? You were saying about the Friday remake you were reading about this remake. Yeah, a lot of the things that I read about this remake, um, it's it's mainly people comparing it to the original, right? And saying, well, this you know this is good in the original, but it's not good in this one. And the original did this, and they should have done that. But uh, with Friday, they don't do that. Because, like you said, Friday is not a straight remake. Friday is like an amalgam of the first four movies. Yep. And by doing that, by taking the four movies and kind of combining elements of them, they did a remake, but made like a completely original movie yep. out yeah. of it, which which is so neat. Yeah. Yeah, it gave you a lot of of tidbits from the the classic four mm-hmm. with but at the same time it was its own movie. You know, you've obviously the the opening credits is Mrs. Voorhees dying, and then you've got part two, he's got the hood on his mask and the shrine to his mother. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, the hood on his face, like the you know he's the the pillowcase. Yeah, lying to his mother. Then part three is him finding the hockey mask, and then obviously part four is the death of Jason Voorhees. Right, right, <clears throat> yeah. And like that's it. They just took those those landmark scenes, the most important and visually inclusive scenes of those movies, and we're like, okay, we're gonna put that in, and then we're just gonna fill in the fucking blanks. Yeah. And it was really good. It would be really interesting to see somebody do that with, you know. Halloween. Uh, yeah, Halloween or Nightmare or or anything, really. I was thinking about that, like how you would take the first four Halloween movies and make them into one film. Well, the first 
five. But, uh, well, I was thinking, right? you know, yeah, the first five, you could do that. Well, because I mean, I'm yeah. saying to, like, drop three. Well, no, I mean, I was even thinking you could keep three in it, but have it as a background. Like, okay, you know, throughout the, the whole Michael Myers thing, the Silver Shamrock commercial plays in the background on TVs. Right, okay. And you gotcha. see news newscasts about, like, the Silver Shamrock factory burning down. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you could even keep yeah. it in there and just have it in the background. Yep. Yeah, and then you could take it all the way to him, you know, getting his looking for his niece yeah yep but uh michael just killed the nurse yes so stabbed her what in the throat with a fork or something yeah he forked her yep forked her good and she his mom pulls the mask off and then michael starts to freak out Now I don't know I don't know what that scene is supposed to entail because obviously Michael only really loses his shit with the mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could think is if he hasn't, lack of a better term, hasn't completed like mentally, hasn't completed what he wanted to do. So then the mask comes off and he freaks out. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in his brain, he hasn't come down from the kill yet. I don't know. Yeah. So now his his mother just lays there watching home videos of her son. With her mood ring on. Oh, yeah. Gotta have what, is, mood what does blue mean on the mood ring? Uh, horny. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets her going like her, her family. She is white trash. So Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, so you had said he was, William Forsythe was really in a, in a cast. Yeah. He was only supposed to be in an arm cast, but it says he actually injured his leg prior to shooting. Oh, That's okay. why he was in a leg cast. That's it. All right. Fifteen years later. Oh God! This is this the rape scene? Wow. I, I don't know if they include the rape scene. Oh, is that only? I think that's a deleted scene. Okay, gotcha. So this guy's this guy once again is white trash. Talking down to the Mexican. I mean, I, I guess I understand it. Talking in a way I, I haven't heard somebody talk before. Well, but the only thing I could think is if it's, you know, it's 1978. What year is this supposed to be? Well, it's 15 years past since he killed his, right? I think this is 1986 now. I, I don't know because I didn't think a zombie set the first uh the first scenes in 78 all right i'm gonna look it up now uh you're a facilities guy yep in a place like this where you have these like murderers locked up yeah would the maintenance guys have keys to go into their cells um i i'm the facility director 
I have keys to every single door in the entire facility. And my main, my maintenance guy has a key to every door as well. Mm -hmm. Now to me, they don't look like maintenance guys. They look like janitors. Yeah. Now I don't know what this facility does. If they do janitors are also maintenance, but we have housekeepers in our facility and they obviously they're just cleaning. That's all they do. And they don't have keys to everything. Mm -hmm. But my maintenance guy does have keys to everything because for whatever reason, uh, bed breaks, sinks break, whatever the case may be, he needs to be able to get in there to, to uh, you know, tend to whatever is broken. Mm -hmm. Now, those, those guys were janitors. We even saw Danny Trejo mopping the floor earlier. Correct. But just now they were acting like orderlies. Correct. Like they Which, took Michael out of his cell, chained him up, and brought him to his doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe, I mean, Danny Trejo, maybe he got promoted over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1990. That's when the first portion well, is set? Yeah, that's, it says, uh, let's see. Um, let me just... Uh, we're going to pause here. So Sam at this, and we're paused at 4133 at this scene, Sam has now thrown up his hands to Michael. He's done it for what they say, 15 years, right? Yeah. Yep. 15 years. And he can't get through to Michael and Sam's just like, I, I gotta, I gotta move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it says, it says 1990. Yeah. Um, when is it supposed to take place? Which I, I don't know. Here we go. Here's another one. Hold on. I, I don't know where they're getting this timeline from. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to bear with us folks. Uh, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> nope, nothing there. Halloween. Let's see what the wiki says. Uh, plot. Let's see. Yeah, there's no, there's no timelines, but I would say, let's see, um, he's, Mikey is wearing, uh, let's see, Mikey's wearing a Kiss shirt when he's a kid, mm -hmm. and the song, uh, Thor, God of Thunder, came out in 1976, mm -hmm. so chances are, you know, the, the original uh, scenes where Mikey is a, a kid would have taken place somewhere in the late, mid to late 60s. Well, the later 60s, not mid. Uh, because it has to take, but can't take place before 1976 because that's when Thor God of Thunder came out. Uh, let me see when... Uh, don't Fear the Reaper. Do you know when Don't Fear the Reaper came out, Mike? No, I don't. 
Don't Fear the Reaper was released 1976. So his sister is listening to Don't Fear the Reaper. Mm-hmm. And Mikey is listening to Thor, God of Thunder. And then Love Hurt starts to play by Nazareth, which was released in 1974. So we could safely assume that it starts, I would say, 1976, 1977, for them to be listening to it, probably at the height of the popularity of those songs. So now you're 15 years later. So you're, what's that? You're somewhere around 1991? Yeah. So that's, you know, right now, with Michael Myers being a full-grown man, we're, we're somewhere in 1991. Somewhere. Um, so let's hit play at 41.33. I don't even know why we needed that timeline again. Play now. What the I'm hell still looking. Talking? Okay, yeah, keep. So if it started at, you know, if it puts us at 1990, I don't know why the hell we were talking about that, though. There's the coat. Yes. Sam Loomis with his trademark tan trench coat. Michael just staring blankly. And and I think I I much would have I much rather would have had that as Michael throughout the entire uh, sanitarium scenes where like he doesn't even talk to Sam he just fucking sits there and just just stares mm-hmm. like that's it I killed and now I am absolutely shut down yeah. Michael. <laughs> oh, he's perfect. <laughs> I I don't mind the Loomis character. I don't like in the second one where he's like a money hungry writer. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's the second one that he's Yeah, like, that's the second one. He becomes like this corrupted Guy. <laughs> yeah. So. So I guess, I don't know. Now they're these. This guy's an orderly, I guess. I guess so. Oh, I guess they are going to do the rape scene. Well, I mean, it makes sense to have some, because that the rape scene leads into the Myers scene. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, I want to." Doesn't he want to like fuck her down in Michael Myers' cell or something? Yeah, or they're going to make Michael have sex with her. Is that what it is? Something like that. We're going to find out. <laughs> So this site I'm reading says the beginning is 1990, and then when he finally gets back to Haddonfield, it's 2007. Okay. But I don't know. I don't think they ever actually tell us in the movie. No, I don't think so. But now they're in his room. 
he reminds me of uh, <laughs> he reminds me of uh, what's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Yeah. So now I, I don't know why they feel the need to rape her in Michael Myers' room. Because Rob Zombie wanted them to. I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, I I don't... <sighs> this seems like a very Rob Zombie-ish scene. Yeah, I don't understand the rape. Uh, is it, like... Like, I really don't know. I, I don't... I don't get it. Like... Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like you could have gotten the same thing from the scene without raping somebody. Now, I don't if you if the rape is an integral part of the storyline, then I get it. Like say Michael watched his mom get raped and then he fucking lost his mind and stabbed the guy to death. So now he just sees it again and it throws him into overdrive. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. But Mikey's never experienced this whole rape phenomenon prior. No, this is just rape for rape's sake. It's not even that he it's not even like he watched his sister have consensual sex. Yeah. So yeah, it's just rape for rape's sake, like you said. Yeah. And I feel like you you know, why wouldn't if you wanted to get Michael out of the cell, you could have just been like, dude, you dragged me all the way down here, like, listen, man, security's not fucking here tonight. I'm by myself. And I'm not going into his fucking cell alone, but I want to fucking see him. Right. So you go into his fucking cell and you pick a fight with Michael Myers, and then this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, that's that would have worked just as well. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'll Don't say this. The rape. Yeah. And I'll also say this. If this is supposed to be now 2007, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this this wouldn't be happening. Um, I was in a mental institute, let's see, what was it, about 10 years ago? So that's 2010. So three years after this, this. And no, nope, wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. There's way too many cameras and so much personnel. It just like everything is locked down. It just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. If it's something like 1976, I'm like, okay, 1976 sanitariums were a little loose. Mm-hmm. You know, I could, I could see it. Well, once he gets out, we'll have to see what the cars driving around look like. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sure Michael Myers will find some great sports car oh, yeah, to drive. Like some hot rod or something. Some Ferrari. <laughs> of course. And I, I know that there were so many people that that complained about this scene. And and I love Danny Trejo's character here. Like, I was good to you. Like mm-hmm. and this is this is 
I had arguments with multiple people that they were like, Michael wouldn't do this. He wouldn't hold Danny Trejo under and pull him up to listen to him. He did it in part two. Correct. Correct. With the nurse. And I don't look at it. I don't look at it as a torture thing here. I look at it as Michael is trying to see if he's dead yet. Yeah. You know, so like, okay, if I pull him up and he's fucking dead, well, then I can stop. But if I pull him up and he still has air, apparently I didn't hold him under long enough. Because if you notice, each time he holds him under, he holds him under a little bit longer. Yeah. And even after Danny's dead, Michael still pulls him up and then is like, oh, okay. And he's like, fuck, he's still alive. All right, well. And drop the TV on him. Like, look at that television. I know, an old tube TV. Yeah. I was I was in in 2007, and those were not the TVs. We had flat screens. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was in in 2010, and we had flat screens. They were encased behind bulletproof glass and, like, bolted down, and you couldn't touch the televisions at all. Sam's got a reason. rotary phone. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very conflicting. Yeah. Michael's out. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that's uh, Dr. Wynn. Nathaniel Wolf. Yes. That's, that's what it reminded me of. I love this scene. But again, this is where it's very, very conflicting. Like, that's not what truck stops look like in 2007 no no not at all <laughs> and 90 no. percent truck drivers don't look like joe grizzly with his fucking 1970s afro no with like the don't. black woman airbrushed on the side of his cab it's it's very there's so many stereotypes yes it's very 1970s here and he just like he just walks out demanding things and people just do it. Like, where is this fucking truck stop? Michael is now walked here. Yep. Again, something else that screams outdated. No, tr- no fucking gas station, truck stop, rest stop bathrooms look like this. No, they're not very dirty and grungy. Like you have people like, there's usually McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts and like a Cinnabon attached to these fucking places. Yep. I love Ken Foray. Oh yeah. It's a great character. <laughs> yeah. He's he's great in everything. He's just, he's yeah, in. he's a great actor. Yeah. Then big old feet. <laughs> also, like looking at Michael's feet, like what the fuck did he walk through? They look like they're frostbitten. <laughs> he was up in the Himalayas. They look absolutely disgusting. Oh, it's a great scene. Yeah. I love how his fucking demeanor just changes. He's like jokey. And then he's pissed. Yeah. Looks like a, like a, a fucking dirty ass feet. 
<laughs> Michael just stands outside the bathroom door. Yeah. And this is where he gets his coveralls. Yep. How neither of them are short enough to get into the stall without having to duck. <laughs> Michael just goes full bore. But I love, I love Ken Foray's character in it that, like, he wants it. He wants a fight. Like, yeah. like you see his face and he's smiling. Like, come on. Yep. I mean, granted, Michael gets the better of him, but I, I just love that absolute aggression. Yeah, not scared of him at all. Yep. And again, with the truck stop stuff, like, there's a guy out there in a leather vest over his flannel shirt. It's got a peace sign on his jacket. Yeah. Like, yeah, very 70s. Yeah, it doesn't scream 2007. And even and here, we B- don't get a year. And the BMW over there on the right looks like it's from the 80s. Yeah, that's an older BMW. <laughs> All right, now we have the Strodes. But you've got a stainless steel French door refrigerator. Yeah. But then you're but the paneling, like the the cabinetry and the wallpaper, that looks like it's out of the late seventies and the eighties. Mm-hmm. Then bagel was definitely from the seventies. Oh yeah. Now, I feel that this kind of a back and forth between a mom and a daughter, that's a 2000. I don't think you would be talking to your mother like that in the 70s with your father in the room. Yeah. Because your father would probably smack you through the fucking wall. Yep. I'll I'll put this out there. You can disagree if you want. Okay. Uh, I don't like her. Laurie Strode? I like Laurie Strode. I don't like Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie Strode. Oh, yes, this version of Laurie. I think you could you could throw any ditzy teenage actress in there and get the same effect. Yep. Yeah, she, she doesn't do anything for the character. Yeah. She's just a, ty- a typical dirty teenager. T- yes, very. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Now, this kid, Tommy Doyle, yep. uh, auditioned to be young Michael Myers. Really? And they turned him down, but let him be Tommy Doyle. They should have used him as young Michael. And, I, yep, yep. And used the other kid and the as... the fat loser is Tommy. As, as, you know, a garbage pail kid. Yeah, that's true. They should, they should have used him as, like, the boom mic operator. <laughs> they could have used him as the coffee boy. <laughs> the best boy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so Michael's back to his home. That's right. Michael's Holmes. home on the range. 
Home, home on LaGrange. <laughs> well, that was flat. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? I thought it was pretty, pretty spot on. Maybe it was. I'll, I'll go back when I save the audio and there you go. Auto tune you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on you too because I'm going to listen to this episode just to, to hear that. All right. All right. So I, I so did he he must have hidden this stuff under the floorboards before he was taken away, I guess. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. And I do like that scene. Mm-hmm. I like that he wants his mask. There's your eyes that you like. Yes. Yep. Now in I'll say this, in 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 certain scenes, the eyes work. And I think because he's very menacing in this movie, um the eyes don't work in H2O. Mm-hmm. But the eyes work in this movie, and it's because they're not in every scene. Yeah. They light it just enough that, like, you see him, you know, wanting to know what's going on outside. Now, uh, how does he figure out that this is his sister? Um, I really don't know. Because obviously he's never seen her before. Correct. The only thing I could think is, which, well, I don't even know. We're going to have to see if it's somehow explained. So, obviously, he gets the mail, and it's his. He smells it. That, that's how he knows it's her. Ah, yes. That smells like my um, sister. But, obviously, it says Strode Realty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, I'm not saying that's a clue, <laughs> But if he can figure it out. Yeah. Now, obviously, that is uh, Danielle Harris. Yep. So we're introduce everybody. If you don't know, you should fucking know. Uh, the, the brunette that's sitting by herself across from Lori is Danielle Harris. She played Jamie Lloyd in part four and five. <laughs> I love that shot of Michael. He's not even, like, trying to be out of sight. Nope. Just, just like chilling. Just hanging out by out the, the open. Like, what's up? Out, like, uh, fucking six feet from somebody's front room window. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Danielle Harris was 29 when they filmed this. Really? And she's playing a high school student. I was going to say, she looks like she's 16. Mm. That's impressive. That is really impressive. For All her right, to so be... that, that white Mustang parked on the street was a 90s Mustang. Okay. So it has to take place in... Oh, maybe that's Dr. Wim. Oh, maybe it is. I ca... The only thing I can think of him, when I, when I see him, I think of uh, Ace Ventura. He plays like a billionaire in Ace oh, Ventura. Okay. And it's ridiculous. He just... 
stupid. <laughs> this is the longest Halloween movie they ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that. Huh. So he's been comatose for 15 years. Okay. According to these guys. I... Right. Well, yeah, comat- I mean, maybe they just mean basically comatose. Maybe. Like he to, to me, comatose just... is like, you know, laying in a bed. Hooked up to life support. Right, yeah. Yeah. But maybe like, he's been comatose for 15 years, Sam. Like, he just fucking sits there. The only time he moves is when you get him up. If you're like, come on, Michael, it's time for lunch. And he, you have to help him up <laughs> when and you push, push him, him in the direction pin. to go. Basically like a fucking... Uh, mule. Like a lobotomy patient. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> a mule? Is that what you say? That's what mules do. They smack him on go. the ass and he goes to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> then he plows the fields. Yes. Then he plows your mother. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> Speaking of my mother, <laughs> not to get off the topic of the movie, so Sam's heading to Haddonfield, but uh, she called me before. Okay. And uh, she goes, what? You're not calling me on Fridays anymore? Have I'm you like, ever called her on a Friday? Yeah, I usually do. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to. She's like, well, it's almost 7.30. And I'm like, ma, it's today's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. And then she hangs up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, your mother's a fucking loon. <laughs> And this this sounds more like uh, I don't, it doesn't sound like girls talking in two thousand seven. No. Totally. Totally wrapped. Totally. <clears throat> I don't know. I just even their clothes aren't really. Yeah, 2000s. I don't know. It's like just... th- this is you know right right after. We were in high school. Yeah. I mean, they're wearing like Letterman jackets and doesn't really seem like the 2000s. Yeah. I don't know any girls that wore Letterman jackets, even that were dating the high school or like the football team. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. What guy? That guy. What guy? That guy over there. You know, that giant hulking man with the weird fucking Halloween mask. <laughs> Why are they like so mean? To I don't know. Just a random guy standing on the sidewalk. I don't know, but like, I don't know. I feel that 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 seems very teenagerish. Mm-hmm. That's I could picture fucking like, like think of think of us on Halloween when teenagers come to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, oh hey, oh yeah, like it's almost that you're you're overly scared so you're or you're very very scared so you're overly compensating yeah you're you're more trying to convince yourself that you're tough than mm-hmm. trying to convince somebody else that you're tough right 
So we had a modern cop car. Yes. So, yeah, maybe it is. It's like the 2000s. I didn't see what those cars were over there. Yeah. That's when, like, every car is from, like, 1979. It's like, God damn it, Rob Zombie. <laughs> so you've got Lori walking home. There's a palm tree. And the the scene switches from Lori walking to Michael walking. Back to Lori. And then a palm tree, just like the original. Yep. And Michael in the background. Just just out of view, just hidden by the tree. Yep. Mr. Strode asked her to fix this fucking skeleton at like 7.30 this morning when Lori left for school and she's just now doing it at 3 o'clock when Lori gets home. <laughs> and all you have to do is just poke things through holes. Yeah, I love those old skeletons. The blow molds. They're called, uh, in, the, in the Halloween community, they're called bluckies. Bluckies, really? Yes. So there are the, 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 the legit ones, I think, are called buckies. Okay. And I don't know if that started from the company that had first made it, but they called them Buckies. And then these are called Bluckies because they're blow molds of a Bucky. Okay. So that's a late 90s car. Yep. Like a, eh, not even, that's like a 2000 like Corolla. Yeah. I think it's actually a Mercury. I, uh, I, I don't like this scene. Right. I just I do don't. like Sid Haig. Yeah. I, I don't like him here, though. Really? But I, I'm comparing it to the original. Oh. I, it, it, I don't know. It, like that, what he just said about Mrs. Myers being labeled Satan's mother. Right. It just seems so, like... So Rob Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wrote a book or something. <laughs> like, he just swears all the time. Yeah. See, that seems legit, though. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I would fucking say. <laughs> fucking little shits, goddamn fucking idiots. Ah! Fucking... Christ. <laughs> and then that line, I don't I don't like that line. What? I know uh, whose grave this is. Yeah, it's so dramatic. <laughs> right. Trick or treat. And then you get a picture of Myers and then it pans down and he's got like a plastic pumpkin bucket head. He's just holding it out like please. Candy Give me now. Some candy. There's an online interactive game in which you play as Michael Myers. You can still play it today. Look at Bob and his van. Yep. Bob's wearing bell bottoms (laughs) and a flannel shirt and a leather jacket. I don't want to get my van all jacked up. (laughs) 
They walked into the house. They don't see the hulking man just standing on the balcony outside. <laughs> like a fucking gargoyle. He's in plain sight. He's in plain William Forsythe. He is. <laughs> but yeah, Bob is like super 70s. Yeah. It's like Rob wanted to shoot it in the 70s, but for some reason didn't. It, it was. It's... Almost like he was trying to do 70s, but didn't bother to conceal any of the other stuff in the background. Yeah. And then was like, well, just take out all the dates. And so people will, people will, you know, suspend belief and think it's the 70s. But it's like, well, that car is from 1998. Yeah. <laughs> like those fucking glasses. Yeah. No, nobody. And I mean fucking nobody that's in high school would be wearing those fucking glasses. Nope. And banging her. Why did she have a Letterman jacket if she's with him? Yeah, what what is he? Like a Where would he fit in in high <laughs> yeah, school? Like a stoner? Been, yeah, oh, 100%. Like he would have been either A hanging out with like Norris. You remember Norris, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Eric Ford. Yeah. He'd be hanging out with Norris or, depending on his musical taste, hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. So if he was like listening to, if he's if he looked like that and he's listening to Metallica and Megadeth, yeah, he'd be hanging out with me in the Misfits. But if he's looking like that and listening to the Grateful Dead, he'd be hanging out with Norris. Yeah. Well, she's got a cell phone. She's got a cell phone, so yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> She's got a cell phone, and Loomis has a rotary. <laughs> We're all over the place. Oh, boy. Who put all the empties back in here? I don't know. Isn't it your van? Wouldn't you have put the empties back in? <laughs> you would think so. No, they're in the Myers house, right? What's that? They're in the Myers house. Yes. Yeah. And she doesn't hear any of this? No. She's just on the phone. She's very ignorant. And there we go. We get that same... Same scene from the original. Yep, pretty much shot for shot. Yep. Yep, even like the feet twitching and everything. Now his feet aren't as bad. As Myers? Yeah. No, this guy bathes. <laughs> Michael does not. <laughs> Michael Michael a foot bath. Michael's been comatose for 15 years and also has not had a bath in 15 years. Michael went into a coma with his feet in a toilet of diarrhea. This girl doesn't seem like the kind of girl who'd be listening to Don't Fear the Reaper. And uh, Yeah, and she can't tell that that's not Bob. Yeah, considering Michael is like a solid like foot taller than Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so wide, too. Like, look at that sheet on him. Yeah, he's very, very... He's a, he's a very large boy. He's a large, wide boy. Yes. He's, he's almost the size of Bob Backlund. Almost. Almost. Not as wide, though. No. 
Why does he bring her a beer? <laughs> Why does he bring her a beer? Yeah. Uh, because when he, I'm assuming, because when he kills Bob, Bob also has a beer. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those, like, well, I'm assuming you were bringing this to her. And Myers just strangles her with his bare hand. Yep, his with bare his hand. hand. His bare hand. Yeah, his... he, has, he has a grizzly bare hand. Yes, Joe Grizzly bare hands. He took that from Joe Grizzly, too. Yes, that's where Joe Grizzly got his name, because he has bare hands. He does. So he took his coveralls and his hand. And his boots. And his boots, his boobs. He took his boobs. Now, here we go again with the the white trash. Yep. That's okay if you just want to piss it off. You want to blow its fucking head off. Who talks like that at a gun store? Nobody, I can tell you for a fact. I know you would fucking know. I know you know. I, I go to so many gun stores out here in the middle of Amish country. Yeah. And I've never met anybody running a gun store who looks or talks like that. No, they're just like, you guys they, looking for anything? You need any help? They're usually just normal people. Yeah, and th- that's it. They're just normal retail people. You guys need any help? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just looking. Okay. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah, they never talk to me about how to blow something's fucking head off. Correct. Yeah, well, that's good if you just want to piss it off. But if you really want to blow its fucking head off. Really? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just feel like that just, you know. Yeah, that's a little over the top. Yeah. Only two so far. Not to mention, like, what does he give him? A three fifty seven? Yeah. That's good enough if you want to piss it off. I can understand if you gave him a – if he was like, how about this one? And it's like a twenty two. Well, no, he, he gave him the three fifty seven to blow its head off. Oh, really? I thought he says – I thought he gives them the 357 to, and says if you want to piss them off. No, Sam was looking at uh, something else. I think okay. Sam was looking at a 38. Okay. And he said that's good if you want to piss it off, but if you want to blow its fucking head off, and he gives him the 357. Gotcha. Which still, if you want to blow its head off, you'd probably want to go with like a 44 Magnum at least. <laughs> or that like that gri- that fucking polar bear gun that you let me shoot. <laughs> Things ridiculous. That's a four fifty four. What is it? It's like a fifty caliber magnum or something. It's a it's a four fifty four Casul. So it, it's is. like a forty four magnum and a half. Okay, gotcha. Michael is as tall as the door frame. Yep, well, the door <laughs> frame is six foot eight. Okay, so this is how he figures it out. But but still, why did he go to this house? He watched her go in. Right, but he didn't know who she was. No, but if he just if if that's it, it's just like, you know what? I need to fucking I, I need to find this girl. This girl was at my house. Mm-hmm. You know? But how does he make the connection with his baby sister? I don't understand I don't know that yet. We're watching the goddamn movie, Mike. That's that's what I'm trying to figure well, we out. We just have to we have to connect the dots. So, he sees this girl go to his house. Mhm. So he follows this girl. 
and now he to her house mm-hmm. and then he shows her the picture like show me this fucking girl mm-hmm. like where is she and of course the mom's like i no i'm not telling you i'm not telling you <laughs> you can't make me <laughs> You didn't say please. Wow. Myers just broke her neck by pulling her hair. Yes. That's impressive. It makes me not want hair implants. I was going to say, it makes me not want to pull my wife's hair during sex (laughs) because I could inadvertently snap her neck. Well, your wife doesn't have hair implants. She's also not a 90 year old frail woman. Right. When you get hair implants, they're implanted into your spine. Directly. in. (laughs) <laughs> so you you should be able to recognize what the kid is dressed as. Oh, it's the, it, I'm assuming it's supposed to be the Crimson Ghost. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, he's the fiend from the, the Crimson Ghost. The, yes. All right, so Myers is now outside of, I don't know why he's there. Yeah, he shows up at this house next. (laughs) He's just going house to house. He's just looking for her now. Yeah. Well, you're not here, so you must be somewhere else. Oh, well, no. Uh, uh, The only thing I could think, to, to if we're trying to piece shit together here, he shows up there because he watched Lori get into the red car and as soon as the red car pulled away, Michael was at the door. Okay. So he could have been, I'm assuming he was relatively close, that he sees this red car. Mm-hmm. There's the thing. Yes. So he sees the red car, kills mom and dad, and I was like, okay, I have to find that red car now. So he walks the neighborhood looking for the red car. Mm-hmm. It is the thing that he's watching when he's a kid. Now, is that the original thing, or is that yes. uh, the remake? No, that's the original. Okay. So it's interesting. It's interesting that she's watching the thing, and it's the same exact scene. The same scene that he's watching when William Forsythe is picking on him for wanting to go trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like that, that it's almost like this giant killer walks into the fucking house, and he's like, I'm just going to murder everything. He's like, man, I really like this movie. And he's just sitting there. He's just watching, watching it. it until, until he hears, you know, the, the babies that are like Lindsay. And he's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. So now we have Brad Dorif as the sheriff. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? Nope. Listen to his voice. It's Chucky. Wow. I never, ever paid attention to I never paid attention to the credits, The nothing. Yep. That's and for great. those of you that don't know, Brad Dorif is the voice for Chucky in, in the, the Child's Play movies. Seven Child's Play movies. Yeah. He's in, yeah, uh, in the, in all of the, I guess you could say the, uh, the original series. Yeah. Everything except the, the remake from whatever it was last year. Two, two years, two years ago? ago? Eight, 2018? I think so. Which was voiced by Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker. 
Yes. The Joker. Yes. Mark Hamill. Yes. So Danielle Harris is taking Lindsay Wallace down to down to her friend's house. Tommy Doyle. Down to Tommy Doyle's house. So Lori can watch them while Danielle Harris goes and gets fucked. Yes. Now they're watching House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Lori's not my girlfriend. I hate girls. Why doesn't anybody understand this? That's a good, that's a good line. Yeah. It's a very it's a very like eleven year old boy thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Annie. I don't need a boyfriend. It's just kind of weird to think that Danielle Harris is 30 here. Yeah. And and, and Scout Taylor is like 19. 19. Yeah. <laughs> Myers, once again, just chilling in somebody's yard. <laughs> Standing there. Here comes and of course, Paul. a fucking, yep, a, a, a fucking his, hot uh, rod. Yeah, his 71 Trans Am. Because, naturally, I'm going to fucking say this. Like, when we were in high school, nobody had that kind of stuff. Everybody drove around in, like, a 96 Camry or, like, a tracker or, like, their mom's minivan they borrowed. Like, oh, can I take the car to go to school today? Yep. (laughs) Like, nobody owned their own fucking car. No. And if they did, they didn't own anything. Like, like, T had a fucking, like, Grand Prix. You had the tracker. Mm-hmm. Like, Alicia had the fucking, the, the 98 fucking Jetta. Yeah, they were, you know, beat up cars. Yeah, they were first cars. Yeah. Nobody's driving around in a 71 Trans Am. Yeah, sports cars and stuff. Yeah. I'd love to know how he fucking afforded that. Yeah. He had nothing inside. I put my hand all the way in his butthole. He had there nothing was something there. Something missing. Cavernous. <laughs> I could hear my own voice. Michael. <laughs> I'm the sheriff. <laughs> I'm the sheriff. Oh. He's come back for his baby sister. So I mean, unless Myers just has this pull maybe i mean that's how he knows in the original see i don't even look at it like that in the original well how else does he know who she is well in the fucking original it's not his well, sister I'm, I'm combining one and two in oh, that well, respect in the okay. original night okay see i don't because in the original i just look at it that he sees the first people that he sees when he gets out of the fucking mental institute, minus the fucking truck driver that he kills, mm-hmm. is 
a girl who's relatively the same age as his sister when he killed her, and a little boy who's relatively the same age as him when he killed his sister. Mm-hmm. So he just becomes fascinated with them. And it's like, I just need to get them. <laughs> yeah. So it's him hunting them all, but... Right. Now, in part two, when he when we it's revealed that she's his sister, right. it doesn't say how he knows Correct. who she is. He just has a drive that leads him to her. Correct. Well, it's the cur- curse of Thorn. Right. The, the Thorn whispers to him. The Thornberry. The Nigel Thornberry tells him what to do. <laughs> it's smashing, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael's inner monologue is Tim Curry. How amazing would that be? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So Lori's having sex with the children, and Danielle Harris is having sex with Paul. Yes. Whose house are they at? I think they're at Paul's house. Okay, still at Or did they go back to Lindsay's house? I don't know. I don't know where they Michael went. Michael just followed them all over. Because <laughs> he was outside the yard. He was standing in somebody's yard, and the she gets into Paul's car and drives away. Mm-hmm. And now he is at the house that they're ha- having sex in. Now, why isn't he after Lori? I don't know. I don't know how Danielle Harris doesn't notice. Like, you can feel when somebody else is in a room with you. Not to mention, this guy's really lucky. Really <laughs> big. <laughs> Michael is really big, not this yes, guy. Yes, Paul is lucky. <laughs> I mean, not anymore. No, no. Paul's just lucky to be able to, you know, have that moment with Danielle Harris. Because I think Danielle Harris is a very attractive woman. Yeah. Especially when she's little. Yes. And then, and then Tyler Mayne gets to have this moment with her. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. And I like, I like when the door closes. You can see them thrashing around through the glass. Mm-hmm. Grab for these spoons. Yep. Myers just hits her. Yeah. Backhand. Uh, once again... I- like as as much as we shit on like, well not we you sh- shit on Myers for being a giant hulking man. Mm-hmm. It at least like the coveralls are the right size. Oh, like yeah. everything is like tailored to fit. Mm-hmm. Whereas like he's he's not puffy. He's not too skinny. Wearing you know a double XL. Yep. Like yeah, he's fitted pretty well. It works, mm-hmm. you know. Granted, he's he's massive, but but it works. Yeah. I don't know what movie that is. Yeah, I don't know either. I like how she says, "Lindsay, it's time to go home," even though her babysitter dropped Lindsay off at Lori's house or at yeah. Tommy's house. Like, I know your babysitter dropped you off to go fuck her boyfriend, but now you have to leave. 
I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like, yeah, you're going to leave Lindsay home alone. Yeah. What, where are you going to take her? <laughs> like, or did, did, did she say drop her off in an hour? Paul will be gone. Yeah. So the sheriff takes it upon himself to give this baby away. Correct. Let's see. But why was Loomis like, oh, my God. He doesn't know. (laughs) I dropped the baby off. Then I found out that my friend, a doctor, (gasps) You have friends? <laughs> Where can I get one? All I <laughs> Tell have is me your secrets, officer. He pulls out a gun. I'm going to fire a warning shot. He shoots him in the arm. <laughs> oh, you hit me in the arm. That's a warning. The next one's going to be your face. <laughs> now, I don't know why Myers wouldn't kill Annie. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just don't know why he wouldn't just kill her. I love how she asks her, what happened? Like, (laughs) Paul's hanging there. Yeah. And she's on the ground all stabbed and cut up. Yeah, apparently somebody attacked them. Yeah, what happened? (laughs) Oh, I fell down the stairs and Paul hung himself. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty obvious, isn't it? It's a murder suicide. <laughs> We're part of this cult of Thorn, you see. <laughs> That's why Michael didn't kill Annie. He's too obsessed with the hanging pumpkin man. Yeah, he's like, wow, that's pretty neat. <laughs> neat. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> That's weird. the The subtitle said bracket, and then he said who called. It said who made the call. Mm-hmm. But the the actual sentence was this is this is Sheriff Bracket. Oh. Now Michael is after Lori. Finally. So, but again, because like they go into, they go into the whole sister thing right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I'm just going to say I call bullshit on limping. When, when you're being chased by something like that, 
and I, mm-hmm. I'll call bullshit on this in most movies, unless like, you know, you've snapped your leg in half and the bones poking through the skin. I was attacked by a dog when I was younger. I'm a dog. Not a dog. You were attacked dog. by a dog. Dog, a big dog. <laughs> and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan attacked me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I was attacked by a dog when I was younger. And when I got the dog off of me, it attacked my leg. Uh, when I got the dog off me, I ran like a motherfucker. Like, I was goddamn Jesse Owens, for fuck's sake. I fucking ran to my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Because I was deathly afraid that the dog was going to attack me again, and I needed to get away. Yeah. Um, so I definitely call bullshit on like, oh, God, I hurt my leg. Is yeah, the, the adrenaline should kick in enough where... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you don't give a shit. It's, it's fight or flight. Like, Especially I with need to giant survive. Gonzales chasing you. Correct. Exactly. In that nasty, hairy bodysuit. And his dirty, unwashed feet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Now, again, something that goes into the whole, like, what time frame are we in? In 2007, police didn't look like this. I know, because I have friends that were police officers in 2007. Mm -hmm. And, like, they had, like flak jackets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They were borderline SWAT personnel. And we don't live in a big fucking city, folks. No. Is he gone? No. There's no one out here. (laughs) So wait, is it... is, Is it no, he's not gone? Or is there no one there? They don't know. No. So what what house are they in now? They're in... Oh, they ran down the the street. So, so they, they went from Tommy's house to... To Lindsay's house. Lindsay's house. Okay. That's what I think. Such bad cops. Yeah. I love how cops cops are so trigger happy, except except in a movie. Except when they need to be. Yeah, like, cops well, shoot people when they're like, "I thought he had a gun." They're like, I, "He was naked." He had an ice paper, cream. He had a paper clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it Dude. looked like a gun. It was dark. This motherfucker is the size of a house, and he's got a fucking giant kitchen knife. And you're like, "Hey, Stop. freeze, freeze! Don't make <laughs> me do it." <laughs> I see. I see my dead partner laying on the floor. But I'm not going to shoot you. I'll shoot you once. In the shoulder. It's a a warning shot. (laughs) Now this is the uh, the mock of part one. Mm -hmm. When he carries what's-her-name from the the car. Bert. Bert. When he carries Bert from the car. (laughs) Right. Then he goes back for Ernie. Yes. So Loomis stay, is like, right, stay behind you. me. Like, I feel like the cop would tell him to wait in the car. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be I'm, like, follow me in. I'd just be like, wait here. I'm going into an active crime scene. Yeah. Come with me, civilian. Just stay behind me. <laughs> just stay behind me. The cop is uh the cop is pretty calm for finding his daughter looking like that. Yeah. I, I I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be that calm. I feel like Rob Zombie has some sort of like Danielle Harris torture fetish. Yes. Because in this movie she gets like stripped half naked and sliced up and covered in blood, but like remains alive but in oh, yeah. agony. And then yep. in the second one, it happens again. Of course, that's it. He's just like, man, she's really hot. I want to see gets her like naked, covered in blood. naked, <laughs> attacked in the bathroom. It's <laughs> 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 just like an hour and 15 minutes of <laughs> naked Danielle Harris covered in blood. And then... 20 minutes of like Michael Myers doing some other things. Yeah. That's good enough. I love the fucking tombstone mm-hmm. that they have for Judith Myers. Yeah. This big like, ornate cross. Oh my God. And all I think is like, your family didn't look that rich. No, to afford a tombstone like that. Yeah. Like, your dirty white trash family. Like, your filthy, filthy white trash family. You have to pay for those. They're not just, like, handed out by a funeral home. <laughs> like, I'd love to know where they got the money for that, but mom has to strip to fucking pay the... How much did mom have to strip to pay for that fucking tombstone? <laughs> well, we got to give her the good one. Oh, yeah. She's our first daughter to die. Whip out them titties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find this. Tombstone costs in 1990. Take out your fucking tits, Mrs. Mourner. <laughs> All right, so at this point, Michael knows that this is his sister. Oh, we don't know. Right. It's just, maybe it's just that, that magical pull. Now, what does he want? Um, well, here, here we don't know. We we learn what he wants in the in the second one. He wants to kill her, right? Um, <laughs> yes. So their their family can be reunited in Correct. the afterlife. That's it. He just yeah, he just wants to be together again. And like, well, mom's dead, so the only way we can be a family is if I kill you and I kill myself. It's pretty impressive that his size, I mean, he's a fucking gargantuan. Mm-hmm. And Lori is like 5'4". Yeah. Like. He's like as tall as she is when he's kneeling. Mm-hmm.
I don't, again, I don't, I don't feel like you would say you motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, I would, don't either. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be trying to sound tough or cool. Nope. And, and then I, I would also. I wouldn't just, stab him in the shoulder. <laughs> I would stab him anywhere, but then I would pull it out and stab him again, and then I would repeat that process like ninety fucking times until my arms were tired and he was a pile of hamburger meat. Yes, Burger <laughs> Myers. Burger Myers. Hamburger Myers. <laughs> This is Michael Burgermeyers. <laughs> this is Michael Burgermeyers. <laughs> He's German. So you're looking at about $1,000 for a headstone. Like that? Right now, in or 2018, the cost of a headstone and base usually start between two and three thousand. That's the start. So I'll say in in 1990 they were probably about to start one thousand to two, and that's elaborate. Yeah, that's not a basic headstone. No, so they're probably she's shelling out three grand for that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to know where mom stripper mom got three grand. Just to dump on a tombstone. She probably sold her tits. Probably. Cut them off. <laughs> somebody was like, I need breast implants. She's like, here. She lopped hers off and just like super glued them onto somebody else's. <laughs> that's how they do it. Um, that's, I was always under that impression. Oh, she fell into the pool. So the Myers had a giant in-ground pool in their house too? They had money. I guess. Wow. Stripper money. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, for pools and tombstones. Yeah. That's oh it's a huge pool too. Yeah, it is. Uh, how deep is that? That's got That's be like, like a twelve a... foot fucking pool. Yeah. But it seems very short. Like it doesn't seem like like that it gradually gets to twelve feet. Like it's a hot it's like, tub. It's a 12 foot hot tub. Myers is contemplating getting in because he's like, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> I don't know how to get in there without falling. <laughs> They're like, there's no water. He's like, I, yeah, but I didn't learn how to swim. It's a swimming pool. <laughs> there's no steps leading down. <laughs> he just like jumps, just smashes <laughs> into the concrete floor. It's like, well, it worked for her. <laughs> Head first. <laughs> I'll make it. Like I'm a rag doll. <laughs> My go. It's Samuel, Michael. <laughs> say it again. Say his name. I need to hear it. Michael. Michael. <laughs> Maybe if you'd shoot him somewhere other than the shoulders. Well, I, my, my thought process is he's he's not trying to kill him. He's just like, like, come on, please stop. Like, you know, you, you've spent 15 years of your life with this person. You know that they're sick. Well, I mean, Sam's not very experienced with handguns. No. And he's getting real close to his head with those shots. Correct. I mean, you're hitting him in the shoulders. <laughs> In Sam's defense, maybe he was just aiming for the torso, and it just happened to just hit him in the shoulder. Maybe. But that's how I look at it. He's not shooting to stop him. He's 
or not shooting to kill him. He's shooting just to stop him. Like, yeah. you know, let me just put you down. Come with me, dear. Come with me if you want to die. Wear my coat. It's a real turn on for me. Here, you wear my clothes and I'll wear yours. I love fully clothed women in trench coats. <laughs> it's erotic. <laughs> I love playing dress up. <laughs> you put this on, now you give me your shoes. Let's play fashion parade. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and I used to play this. We still do. Every <laughs> Saturday. He didn't like it one bit. <laughs> I'd make him wear ladies' panties. <laughs> he wasn't a big fan of the French maid outfit. <laughs> it may have contributed to his bad attitude and violent outbursts. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't born a monster. He was made one through years of fashion shows (laughs) in my basement. I like how Lori's like, is that, was that the boogeyman? Yeah. You know, they take the line from the original. Yeah. But like, I don't know, even, even in, even in the original, like that line, I don't know. Is that what you would ask somebody? I don't think so. I mean, unless you're really traumatized. Like, do you, like, do you believe in the boogeyman? Now, in the original, they spent so much time discussing the boogeyman. Correct. But in this one, maybe it's just in her mind. Yeah, they just say it once. Yeah. She's running through the house in Sam's coat. But, like, I wouldn't be like, was that the boogeyman? I'd probably be like, who was that? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. I like how Myers puts his thumbs in Sam's eyes to the point that there's blood coming out of his eyes, and somehow Sam doesn't die or isn't blind. Yeah. I mean, in the second one, he does wear sunglasses a lot. I I think Sam was intended to be dead. And then they because were like, well... I don't think they were planning on the second one. Yeah, but at d- this Sam's point. not even... I don't even think Sam's dead in this movie. Well, I, we never see him again. No? After that, no. Huh. I thought... I thought that you see him... That he comes back. I don't think he does. Okay. Well, and we're we see him fucking getting... find out. I mean, we're watching the fucking movie. Well, yeah. He gets dragged away here. There's no blood on his face anymore. No. Michael cleaned him up. He's like, oh, you're dirty, Sam. Well, now there's some coming out of his mouth. <laughs> so he got stabbed in the eye so hard he was bleeding out of his mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, the blood would then run down through the cavities in your skull and start coming out of any opening. Your butt. Out of your butt. He squeezed his eyes so hard, blood came out of his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Happened to me once or twice. A week. Emma Stone auditioned for the role of Laurie Strode originally. Yeah, I heard that. uh, I definitely think she would have been better. Danielle Harris was also trying to get the part of Laurie. 
she would have been a million times better. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> Danielle Harris is a good actress. Yeah. Scout Taylor Thompson, whatever her name is. Compton. I mean, Compton Thompson. Com- Tom Compton. Comptonburg. I'm <laughs> Michael Myersberger. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jewish. <laughs> I'm Michael Meyerstein. <laughs> Frank and Meyersteinberger. <laughs> I'm Michael Frankfurter. So, Michael is now just looking anywhere, well, not really looking hard for Lori. He's examining walls. Yeah. <laughs> Because he saw the, uh, obviously he found the trench coat. And he doesn't see her at all. So naturally she has to be in the walls. He doesn't, he doesn't check the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts smashing through the frame of the house. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty, I don't know. Pounding continues. Oops, there's Sam's gun. I always found it very interesting that walls had like, like old houses had like walls that you could walk through. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh yeah, there's enough room back. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's just, why, why were houses designed like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, Two to three foot gaps. Yeah. See, Sam just moved. Oh, did he move? Yeah, his head fucking moved. See? And now his mouth just opened. So he is alive. Yeah, I didn't think he was dead. But he doesn't do anything the rest of the movie, does he? I don't know. Well, he does something there. Okay, so he is... He's very much alive. He's biting Michael's ankles. (laughs) My God! Take me home, Michael. <laughs> Take me with you. Don't leave, Michael. I miss Don't you. abandon me here, Michael. It's been 15 years, Michael. I'm coming with you. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Let me up your pant leg. He's just wrapped around Michael's feet. <laughs> Michael, your feet smell awful. <laughs> when was the last time you bathed? I don't like that scene. Just that simple scene where Michael hoists the the two by four up. Yep. And like he like rests it in his hand, like, all right, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like a like a biker like smacking a, a crowbar on his hands. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like being tough with the weapon. Yeah. So Myers now now he knows that Lori is up in the attic. So mm-hmm. he's smashing through the uh smashing through the ceiling. Yep. And he just continues smashing and smashing. There's a lot of smashing going on. That was a very 
I don't know. Seems like a little lengthy of a scene for just the okay, there just we the go. smashing for just the same repetitive motion over and over. Yeah. And then Lori does some smashing of her own, and she smashes through the attic floor. And she's got Loomis's gun. Still. Impressive. I also find it very interesting that, like, her face is all bloodied and busted, even though she fell onto her back. Yeah. Yeah, her face is messed up. Now, this, like, this scene coming up here... When they go through the window, yeah, the stunt woman, Lori's stunt woman, yep, uh, got like horrifically injured. Really, doing this, which is why they don't show the impact with the ground. Really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it blacks out because the one take they did with it, the stunt woman got like mangled when she hit the ground. Wow. And that's, yeah, that's why they black it out before you see the impact. Wow, it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Well, yeah, look at her. <laughs> this is still the stunt woman. They were just like, all right, now c- crawl to the gun. Her nose is gone. <laughs> she has no legs. She's on fire. <laughs> Where'd the fire come from? Eh, Rob thought it was a good effect. <laughs> She's being raped. <laughs> <laughs> She's naked, covered in blood. It's Daniel it's Harris. Daniel Harris. <laughs> Why is Rob Zombie raping her? That mask doesn't look like the same mask. It doesn't. It looks different. It doesn't look as beat up. It's very smooth. Yes. It looks like it has bigger lips, too. <laughs> Oh, boy. So she pulls the trigger to no avail, and then Michael grabs her hand, and she pulls the trigger and blows his head off. Blows his fucking head off. So we think. And she just starts screaming bloody murder. And we get a Rob Zombie ending. Uh, Yes, a very typical. Yep. So we get the... Yep, with, like, flashes of, of, uh, like, a childhood. Like, it's all VHS... Like film grainy kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, that is H one by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I like it. Um, however, I will say this: watching it again, I don't like it as much as I did the first the first time or two, maybe that I saw it. Well, when you watch something in a critical perspective. Yeah. You tend to find more things wrong with it than you thought there were originally. Correct. Yeah. When you're just watching it for leisure. Yep. But I will say this. I will say this. As critical as we are throughout movies, the original original Halloween 78, it doesn't. It doesn't change it at all. I'm like, man, it's so fucking good. (laughs) It it is. That that's uh, that's just one of those rare movies it is it is that like i mean there are things where i'm like well what the fuck and what the fuck and what the fuck but it's still just absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. um 
I, I definitely think what, what I can say about this, just because it was made, it was made in the modern times. Um, so it definitely appeals to, I feel, a, a younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the next generation, you know, you know, Mike and I were born in, you know, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, our, our generation thrived on going to the, you know, the video store, Showtime Video, and picking up the, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Friday the 13th and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of late 80s, early 90s horror. Is there you go, what, Brad, Brad Dorif. Yes, I saw it in the, uh, yep. Um, Bill Mosley was in this too? Zach Z-Man Garrett? What the fuck was, what, what fucking character is that? Zach Z-Man Garrett? I don't know. Sid Haig's character's name was Chester Chesterfield. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Nurse Wynn. Oh. So I'm just going to go back. Obviously, we're just watching the credits now, folks, but uh, I'm just going to rewind. I just want to see who else was in this movie. Um, Jesus Christ, Bill Mosley. What? I, I'm trying to place the fucking... Who is he? Who's Bill Mosley? Yeah. He's... um. Oh God! What is the brother's name? And uh, it's the the long haired one in uh, the Devil's Rejects. Oh, I wouldn't know him. And he's the long haired one in the House of a Thousand Corpses. He's the oh. long haired one in uh, Three from Hell. Um, what the fuck is his name? Sherry Moon plays Baby. Sid Haig plays Captain Spaulding. Mm-hmm. And. Otis. Otis? So who was he in this movie? Yeah, I'm trying to f- I'm trying to place him. Was he one of the the rape guys? Oh my god. That's I all I can if, think of. I wonder if he was. So I wonder how the ca- if the cast goes no, it doesn't go in order of appearance. No. So we're going to pause here when the cast gets to the top there. What did they say? So, Zachy Z-Man Garrett. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. So let's see. This is my Ronnie Principal, Morgan Walker, Dr. Crew. Yeah, Zach Z-Man Garrett. Zach. Minor character. Only appears in the theatrical cut. Oh, okay. Uh. Can I get a picture? Yeah, it's the uh, one of the rapers. No, he is not one of the rapers. Rapers, <laughs> rapists, the rapers. <laughs> he is one of the police officers at the end who get no, killed in the the mental institution. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, I don't think we saw that scene. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. No, no, that scene is. Uh, I know that scene now. That scene, because there's there's an alternate of how Michael gets out of the the asylum. Yes, there's the scene where the all the cops have him, and they're taking him to like another place, and he ends up 
like he gets them between like two bar two doors like yeah. it's like a like an it's not an airlock but it's kind of like an airlock um like a transfer door so you get them in through the one then you lock that behind and then you open up the other one and take him through that scene yeah he's he's one of those cops gotcha huh. i forgot about that scene there's also an alternate ending to this movie too and i can't, i don't know what it is um in the alternate ending the only ending that i know is is lori shooting myers in the, the face the alternate ending loomis comes back okay and uh michael ends up getting gunned down by the police oh okay out in front of the house gotcha yeah i don't remember that yeah which obviously i know i saw that ending if i saw the because that's probably the theatrical ending mm-hmm. and because i know i've seen the theatrical police escort scene clint howard what clint howard is in this that's uh ron howard's brother dr dr Coplinson. Is I that the recognize him? I oh I know who that is. He's in it sounds stupid. I didn't know it was Ron Howard's brother. Ron Howard produced uh or directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. And that his brother, Clint Howard, plays like the mayor's lackey in the movie. He's the one who calls Loomis in the middle of the night and says he escaped. Yep. Um, and we laughed and made fun of his voice. Yeah, that's Clint Howard. Yep. yep. All right. Let's see. Who, who else do we have here? Whoops. Um, Pat Skipper. No, nobody else. Baby Boo was played by three different people. Of course. What? It was probably for like reshoots. Yeah. And they were like, whatever, just get another kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So, um, well, like I said, that's, that's Rob Zombie H1, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, what uh, I was yeah, saying. It is. I was saying that, uh, that, you and I were were raised on that that eighties nineties horror, mm-hmm. um, and you know the next generation of kids. I feel that this is probably what they gravitate to when they hear of Halloween, mm-hmm. the Rob Zombie ones. And I'm okay with that. Um, and I'll say this about any, and I mean absolutely any remake, anything that can carry on a legacy or introduce a new fan base to an old legacy, I think is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that there's a lot of people that like, oh yeah, you should watch this movie. And then you, you show them like the original 78 Halloween and they're like, it's not even scary because mm-hmm. they're not, they're used to this kind of horror where we're used to older horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's awesome because it at least introduces people and, you know, if somebody sees it and then they realize, holy crap, there's nine other movies before this one. 
I want to see all of them. Yeah. And it's just a really cool way that you can make something relevant to a new fan base 40 years after the movie came out. And it's, it's funny because there really are no modern horror icons. I mean, the the closest one would be saw. Yeah. Scream. uh, I mean, I, I I would consider Ghostface a a modern icon. You could. He's not. He's not really modern anymore. Well, not anymore. But I mean, Christ. Like, I guess. Yeah. If you wanted to go super modern, then it would be Jigsaw. But even that's not so modern anymore. Not that's anymore, fucking twenty yeah. years old now. It's, it's the, you know, the thing. It happens with all forms of media. Like if you look at music. Yep. Um, like heavy metal. You know. Oh yeah. Who's the big heavy metal band? Metallica. Yep. You know, they're they're the but big metal band. they've been the band. big heavy metal band for the last 40 fucking years. Exactly. And there's never going to be another one. Like no. you're you're never going to have another big metal band like that. No, Just like with the with the slasher movies, like yep. you'll Jason, never have another Jason or Michael, another Michael, Freddy. Like when you yep. go to the store, that's who you see on Still. the t-shirts and stuff. Still. Yep. Like you'll, it's the you'll same never thing with have monster. another. No, like monster movies, there'll never be another Frankenstein or Dracula. No, there won't. They'll continue remaking them forever. Yeah, but, but you'll never, never have, have another, another one. Another monster. Because that era is gone. Yep. Like things get big during their era, and then when the era ends, those things that were big stay big. Yes, because they created a fan base for whatever. 10, 20 years. Exactly. And it, um, a good example I always use is classical music. Like who's, you know, name the big classical composer. Right. And there's a few of them, but... Of course, yeah, you've got Mozart, you've got Bach, stuff like that. Right. People still write classical music. Like but there's still classical composers, but you'll never, ever have one whose name gets as big as Mozart. Correct. I mean, and he was 300 years ago. Yep. So, you know, things get big during their era. They stay big. And then when the era ends, nothing else ever comes around again that can match them. Correct. And that's, you know, Michael Myers and Jason. Yeah. It's interesting to, to see what, what the next, to think about what the next thing would be. Um, I can't even think of something that is, that is current. Um, that's not a slasher, you know, something else that's big. I know like the paranormal activities, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, it's just a demon, yeah. a demon. It's not even that you have a face. It's just that whole possession thing. And the, the problem with now is that there's so much. Oh yeah. Like back then you were very limited to what you could see, yep. you know, the movies came out you had a select choice of what you could see in the theaters and what was on TV. But now, you know, you go onto the streaming services and there's thousands of movies from every, every tiny little filmmaker that ever existed. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's, it's just a fucking sea of garbage really, which Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't give a fuck if it offends anybody. That's what it is. Oh yeah, Absolutely. 
there's so much crap out there and, and streaming services are awful for, for promoting it all because they'll take the cheapest garbage that they can just to bolster their, you know, they could say, ah, we've got over 20,000 movies. It's like, yes, but 18,000 of them are trash. Right. Exactly. Like you go to like, they've got like free streaming horror services like Halloween flicks and, and stuff like that. And you go on there and it's all public domain horror movies. And most of them are garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, big, you know, like when something is public domain, that's, I'm not saying that makes it garbage, but there's usually a reason that there's not a copyright on it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, with the exception of night of the living dead. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just, ugh. so I don't, I don't even know what, what's going to come next. If there's going to be a next, I mean, you look at, like we were just saying monsters and honestly you had, you had monster movies in the fucking, what was that? The fifties, forties. Well, you had Dracula and Frankenstein were the thirties. Okay. So yeah. Wolfman was the forties. So 30s and 40s, you mm-hmm. had that. And then I don't, I mean, I don't know of anything big from the, that, that took hold the way that monster movies did. So anybody out there that just wants to fucking argue for argument's sake, like I know in the 50s and the 60s, it was like the atomic age and it was a lot of space stuff. And like Mm -hmm. it came from planet X and the thing from, you know, the thing from outer space and, you know, all those, you know, but none of those really hung around, I feel. Yeah. Like you still say today, like Dracula or Frankenstein and people know it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know people don't know the the space monster, right? And then you you got into the seventies with Grindhouse, and and that kind of started giving way to horror movies with or slasher movies with with Black Christmas and Psycho. Uh, Psycho, I Psycho, think was, Psycho the 60s. was the sixties. It was the sixties. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Black Christmas. You had. Uh, um. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You had Halloween all in the 70s. And then obviously Halloween gave birth to Friday the 13th. And there was the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, slashers galore. Yeah. So it's just, I always just think like, what's, what's going to be the next thing? You know, I mean, I guess the closest, like you said, the closest current it's not even really current anymore because I don't remember the last time they made a movie a couple of years ago was Saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's weird to think of that. Like, what's what's going to come next if there's going to be a next? Yeah, there may not be. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, it could be an age thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're older. So we look at it as like, oh, what's coming next? Is there going to be a next? But, you know, you might talk to somebody who's 15 to 20 years old and they might say, oh, this, this is what my, my generation loves. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. But 
for that reason, I'm I'm happy that they that they keep putting out remakes or keep putting out new movies or sequels, whatever, of older movies just to at least, you know, bring people back. Because if you've got a, a 10-year-old that's really into Halloween movies and you like Halloween movies, or horror movies for that matter, when a new Friday the 13th comes out and your kid's like, oh, dad, I want to see this, you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to go. And then I'm going to show you all of these movies too. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just a way to make sure that it never dies. Right. Which is which is cool. I I'm happy that it'll never die even if it has to live through awful awful fucking sequels here and there. <laughs> yeah. Terrible terrible sequels. Um I'm happy that it'll never die because at least if it doesn't die, there's a chance at redemption somewhere. Yep. You know, that maybe in the next five or ten years we'll get a really good sequel or a good remake or something along mm-hmm. those lines. That's right. So, but uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode, which will be Rob Zombie H2, which now I'm kind of dreading it that I watched this and I was like, Oh God, kind of, kind of changed my mind on how I viewed this movie. And now I'm like, Oh no, I know that H2 is totally different. And H2 is even more Rob zombie than H1 was. It'll give us plenty to talk about. Oh, it will. It will. So, uh, well folks, until, until then, until then, Michael, Michael, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to catch us next week. Same horror time. Same horror channel.